I'm Susie Anetta, Editor-in-Chief of Design Anthology. And in this week's episode of the podcast, I'm sitting down with Kerry Phelan and Stephen Javens of the acclaimed Melbourne-based interior and architecture practice, KPDO. So, Kerry and Stephen, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's great to see you again. <laughs> I uh, actually wanted to sort of start out with, um, I guess, going back to your the beginning of KPDO, yeah. uh, which I believe was 2010, if I'm getting numbers right. We're 11 years old now. So, so we had big plans for a 10th year um, anniversary last year, mm-hmm. but of course we put that on hold. Um, we might be doing something towards the end of this year. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's something. We'll let this year sort to. of run along a little bit. Yeah. And see how we go. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you, maybe perhaps since then, since you founded the practice together, um, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the Australian design scene, and perhaps within your own practice? Yeah. In that period of time. We are so we're architects and interior designers, and. I always say Kerry um, has very strong ideas on architecture and I have strong ideas on interiors. Yeah. So we have, the way we work is kind of, we like to think it's a, kind of a European way of working where it's basically about design. So we think that um, there's been a lot of um, specialisation in the industry. Mm, that's um, a good way of putting it actually. But we like to be slightly more general. So I think we're interested in taking on projects. We, we like um, in- interesting projects, so we don't just look for interiors projects or architecture projects. We kind of look for something which is... Um, Has a creative outlet, maybe, you know? Yeah. Sort of. mm. Yeah. We tend to also, I suppose, I, <clears throat> I if, if there's a... If there's a theme running through, say, design or architecture or something like that, that I see happening again and again, I would probably run the other way, you know, so I think, oh, no, I just... And do you think you were always like that? Were you always running the practice in that way? Or is this something that you think perhaps you've honed over the last decade? I think well, honed. Honed, but I'd say we don't... We, we haven't sort of come at it... Um, with a great business plan or with a great, um, you know, a great, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just say with a great business plan. We tend to treat all of our projects as kind of great creative endeavours. And, you know, it's not necessarily the best <laughs> business model, but it keeps us engaged. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're a, a, a medium-sized practice. We we kind of accidentally grew into a larger practice, which was horrendous, and we'll never do that again. So we're no, happy we're to be... To yeah, 12 to 15 is kind of nice for How us. How many of you are there now? Um, 12. Okay, yeah, that's so a good size. Yeah, yeah. we'll tr- try and get back up to 15. Um, yeah, but it's not... You know, we, we kind of... We do things 
I talk about our design process isn't linear. Um, we don't sort of start at one point and then try and hit a target, which we can see. Mm. We take That's steps true. forward and then we kind of circle, circle around and then take another step forward and then circle around. And yeah. It sometimes drives, not our clients, but I think it sometimes it drives our staff a bit crazy. Because <laughs> I always keep saying, you know, as a designer or an artist or any kind of question everything that you do, you know, question the mo your motives, why are we doing this, you know, question is this the best outcome, is there another way that might be better or have you seen this before, um, you know, if this is fashionable then should we not be thinking about something that's unfashionable but creating new, a new Mm. Yeah. yeah, and maybe it's kind of, um, I mean, this is nothing new to say, but maybe 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, we were all relying on magazines. Yeah. And we love magazines, we love our print media. Still buy magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Every week. Someone is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll show you mine. <laughs> so we're lucky, actually, just as I take a step back, um, Kerry's father was a, a kind of, was a, uh, pioneering interior designer in Melbourne in the 60s, 60s and 60s 70s. And 70s. So we have his Domus collection. Oh wow! So it's a fantastic archive. Gosh, you can open any page yeah. and it's amazing. Wow, yes. what a reference to yeah. have. Yeah. So like with a lot of a lot of things, where the industry now is rich in kind of visual, you know, stimuli, but it seems to be, if we're not careful becoming a little homogenous mm. so um, that's why we kind of look to print media we look to film and fashion um, travel mm. uh, art did I say art art amazing yeah. mm. that's I would say where I spring from more mm -hmm. than anything yeah and it's I mean we're not sort of different to anyone else in that regard but it's just it's something that we're aware of yeah. um, just so that um, we try to see which way the in, not we don't we we look for where the trends are, and then as Kerry says, we take a sidestep. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I, we talk to the guys, or I talk to the guys about you know there is the practical, but there has to be the esoteric, there has to be the magic, there has to well not really magic's not quite the right word, but there has to it's be a good word. Like <laughs> <laughs> sense where you look, you know, for instance, um, I probably am my own worst critic which drives a lot of people crazy because I'll go into a finished or partly fi nearly finished project and go, oh, I wish we didn't do that, I wish we'd done it this way. <laughs> and of course everybody just wants you to say, it's great! And you know it is great, but the thing is you have to look at things where, because that spurs you on to, it's a learning curve. Mm, and course. thank God, I think, in being part of a design community and architecture community, it's, it is one big learning curve continually which keeps you alert yeah I'm going to come back to the sources of inspiration a little bit later oh, but I okay. want to talk to you about um, how the two of you work together are you both working sort of side by side on every project or is it a bit of a conquer and divide sort of no it's it, it's um, we work on every project together and, and not at the same time right but, <laughs> but it, I did as I said you know I look at I'm an architect but I look at interiors and Kerry's an interior designer but looks at architecture mm. So, and we don't do, it's not, again, it's not a sequence, it's not one thing comes before the other. Mm. It all is kind of meshed in a, in a design concept. And we're looking at, and 
think it would be fair to say I'm slightly a big picture person. Mm-hmm. Gary is very detailed. So that, that's a good balance. That kind of works. And yeah, so you know, we're, when we're doing, when we're sort of setting up a project and making the big gestures, the, the gestures also uh, include what the fine grain of that mm. project will be. So, yeah, because yeah. sometimes I, if we've got a problem, not a problem, if there's a design looking at something, I sort of start off with the detail and then move back from there. Mm. Then that's yeah. And I think that comes. Would that be fair to say? I yeah. Think it is. yeah. And, and planning, planning. Sort of yeah, plan. So, you so know, it goes from the macro to the micro pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. It's all. And also, <laughs> the other thing we, we sort of often talk about is a, a balance between um, restraint and exuberance. Because mm. things can be too restrained or they can be too, too exuberant. So, and I think the restraint generally comes through good planning. We're very good planners. And the exuberance comes with gestures and details Mm. that's also a great word i love that (laughs) so i think balance is something else that i wanted to touch on because obviously the two of you being partners in life as well as work how do you find balance between work and non-work and then how do you find the balance when you're here between being creative and then also the business side of running a studio okay well it's a work yeah, kind of. I bet it is. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. As an, as an, I just think I'm not a great business person. I'm oh. a really. I think I'm a really great architect. <laughs> not a great. Did I say that? I think I'm a really okay architect. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great architect. But I, I acknowledge okay. that I'm a terrible businessman. Lucky we have our so we have, COO. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the key. That's yes. the key. But you have to get people in the office yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, good. We've got a great um, intern at the moment, and we have um, the staff are fantastic. Mm. We're very lucky to have you yeah. guys. So I think that helps. But I don't and know, I think I the think size. So. I think that comes back to the size because I think um, twelve to fifteen is perfect for us because we can still stay involved in the process. When mm. we were, the reason I said before that when we were larger, when mm. we were twenty-eight, was horrible because we were paying other people to do what we love to do right and but I was trying to manage yeah. everything it was terrible so. yeah just then you have to have much senior staff to sort of you know there's another there's there's us and then everyone at sort of that um, sort of senior associate level they're really hard to find those sort of people yeah really you know and I think with the, the kind of work that we do our clients really expect a lot of personal contact mm. from Kerry and myself mm. so that's quite time consuming and enjoyable mm. but that means we need a really kind of solid yeah. mid-tier yeah. yeah holidays are good <laughs> yeah. you, know? Yeah. you know those short one you know for instance the last couple of times we went to the Milan furniture fair we didn't we weren't away for very long maybe I don't know 10 days or 14 days or something but I felt as though I felt so energized, sort of inspired, and so I've been away for six months. So that's yeah. Kind those of kinds of trips are yeah very re-energizing. I think many of us are missing Milan. Many because yeah. of that reason, precisely. Yeah. It's yeah. the most exhausting week of the year, but also the most uplifting and the most yeah. inspiring. It's like Christmas for designers. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good way of putting it, actually. I yeah. didn't get exhausted. <laughs> I got. I think all the walking is. I got, maybe it's different for media. Got, got frisky. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we go there, we go there. I have to stop myself. Anyway. 
So I, I mean, I, and also back on the please. more on the yeah. on the question was about kind of the work life balance, mm. and it's it it's no there's no um, divide. So you know we're often talking about you know with, uh, I suppose when we started with you, you might think oh well we just do the office at the office and we'll do home at home doesn't work but no we do both you know, yeah. we do some pretty you know, robust discussions about the office at home and sometimes some robust discussions on home at the office <laughs> like what's for dinner what's what do you mean for dinner <laughs> so we try <laughs> A glass of wine every night helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're lucky that you have each other, that you can kind of have that blur, yeah. that happy yeah. blur. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how did that work last year during lockdown? Um, because obviously not even having a different space to come to from home during that period, did you find that more challenging or was it I, just an easier blur? I just, I have never, ever been able to work from home, ever. I, 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 I sort of need to get up and leave and then... Yeah, so it's, I remember when I was um, at university, they gave us a project. The, the project started about, um, is it, if you are at home and if you're at the office, do we create spaces where you go to that space, it becomes, or it's just about work, and then you go home and it's, so it's, it's an interesting concept that I don't think anybody that I know liked working from home mm. last year. Yeah. We, we, we sort of developed something really good out of it, though, as, mm. as a lot of people did, which was that we were having all of our Zoom meetings, so we were, you know, in one spot, and we had people that were in, you know, Carlton, and people were in Brighton, and people were in, in um, Fitzroy, and everyone. And then mm. we thought, well, why couldn't people be in Sydney? So we thought, because one of the things about KPDO is we've never wanted to be constrained by geography. Mm. We always think there's, you know... That's why Hong Kong was so important. Yeah. Mm. And now we've... I'm going to come back to Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've just this year... Uh, and this was part of our 10-year plan, so it was going to happen last year, but of course it didn't happen. Um, we opened an office in Sydney. Mm. So, um, and we wrote... Now, we the, the, the skills and the disciplines we learnt during COVID, we now run as part of our... You know, ongoing practice. Sydney team. Yeah, yeah, so we have a Sydney team and a Melbourne and a Melbourne team, and our Sydney people work on Melbourne projects, and Melbourne people work on Sydney projects. And Kerry and I buzz Back up and as much yeah. as often as we can. Sometimes we, you know, one one of the team members will come down from Sydney, and somebody from Melbourne will go up. It's good. Yeah. I think it's good just for that mental. Mm. So we like that side of sort of clarity. But so I think last year was good for setting that as a as a potential way of working which mm. is really exciting for us mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you know i think in the creative industry everyone just loves coming together so mm. you know i think that's why we like to have, have people sw swapping between studios so mm. that people are working together and you know because design's a community you know it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a, about communication it's, yeah. so i don't think it can be personally i don't think it can be done a lot of industries might be able to work completely remotely but mm. we just all like to get together and yeah. you know throw some materials around and enjoy the process everybody's got something interesting to bring to yeah. the table yeah. i think yeah. yeah it's interesting i my feeling is that perhaps other people outside of the industry might assume that it's a fairly individual mm. pursuit uh, but it's oh, not that no. at all no. is it no. no not at all it's very much a collaborative process yes. very yeah. very yeah. much so mm. so everyone like 
I suppose with most people, everyone was just dying to come back. So, you know, unlucky, we were under 10, so it meant that we were in the first wave of people being able to, you know, practices or businesses being able to come back to full, um, capacity yeah, soon. full capacity. So, mm. yeah, so but also, we were part of the building industry, mm. which meant that we actually had to go to our sites to certify, certify payments, to check materials, you know. So that that was really lucky. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like it was a very challenging time. Mm. So I, I'm going to go back to your inspiration sources. You mentioned yeah. earlier that travel, art, yeah. fashion... I've, I've read also performing arts, cinema, um, different sources of inspiration yeah. for both of you. Yep. I'd, I'd love to have the two of you talk about maybe why that's so important uh, and, you know, what you get out of that and maybe if there's any particular favourites, whether it might be directors or mm. fashion designers or artists that you would care to share. Yeah. Well, I think um, travel is... Um, that was one of the big reasons... Um, we had opened a studio in Hong Kong um, maybe about eight years ago. Mm. Gosh, um, was it that long ago now? Yeah, it was. <laughs> wow. Two th- in fact, we finished our first project was in 2012. So maybe yeah. it was a bit longer. Yeah, I think it's longer, Stephen. I think it's yeah. 12 years, actually. But it was kind of like, a again, it, us making, a, you know, not it wasn't a, it wasn't a business-led decision. Mm. Like... You know, we, we didn't sit down and sort of open a spreadsheet and say, wow, it'd be really great to have a studio in Hong Kong. We, we, got, we just love Hong Kong, so we thought, well, why don't we... we just go. What's the reason to go? What's the reason to be there? <laughs> oh, I know, why don't we have a business there? So, <laughs> so, so Rightly or wrongly. Yeah, we'll so we, we, we spent 10 years, you know, gathering frequent fly points, going up and down to Hong Kong and <laughs> developed some great clients. And, and it was just... Friends. A, and things yeah, like and it was... Kerry, you know, you could just see a spring in Kerry's step when you sort of walk down the. I know. I I get off the the plane, doors would open, and there would be that smell. Yes. And I think, ooh, ooh, I think this suits my personality type. (laughs) 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 And it was all very speedy. Yeah, and it was great because, you know, it's a city where there's a lot of people. We we got um, yes a lot there, so everyone's. Mm. You know, people are really, you know, engaged for new ideas. Yes, and, amazing. And, you know, you just sit down at, you know... I think it's that expat life where people are generally there for not very long, maybe five or seven years, mm-hmm. and they're there to, you know, make a difference and make things happen. Make some money. Make some money. <laughs> and, yeah, and just kind of... So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, you just sit down and meet and it's someone that's designed a new watch or someone that's designed a new backpack range or yeah. some you know great fabrics or head of um oh yeah, deutsche head, bank or yeah, mm. some, i don't know just every so very open to discussion there mm. you know very very hospitable i think yeah and well, everyone's out all the time so yes yeah that certainly helps doesn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> so yeah Does. so that was and so we found that gave us a lot of inspiration just to change location Mm. So that was a really big part of, you know, what we... That's a big part of our history. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that, Kerry? No. About Hong Kong or other, Hong Kong. other sources of inspiration? Uh, well, I suppose movies for me too. I think, you know, if I wanted to relax, probably, you know, you put on an old movie and even though it's pretty bad, you, there's something in it, where whether it's a texture or a... 
a colour scheme or sort of an idea just springs to I mean, I suppose we watch a lot of Wes Anderson movies mm. for various reasons and that they're sort of fairly heightened in terms of its um, their, their, the palette and the imagination. Very beautiful. Mm. And, uh, We're slightly obsessed with Wong Kar Wai at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh, so, so beautiful. So beautiful. And I think, and that's incredible, um, his use of colour is amazing. And the way um, his cinematography is based on um, Christopher Doyle, the, uh, the cinematographer, is obsessed with Hong Kong neon mm. and that kind of rich those really super really saturated. saturated yeah, yeah. Mm. and then there's of course in in the mood for love Maggie Chung's um, dresses the mm-hmm. Chung Sam are just be- beautiful colors so mm-hmm. yeah so there's cinematography fashion yeah a lot of sources and yeah. I suppose um, I don't know I sort of get stuck on certain eras for a while you know so I suppose my spiritual homeland would have to have to be the 70s early 70s but you know rather than the 40s or anything like that <laughs> we, we have oh, a dog we have a dog who wants we to have, join the um, we have a hello dog Louie <laughs> sorry <laughs> she's slightly too friendly so talk but that's um, <clears throat> bringing the home to the office yeah there you go <laughs> Um, so back to Hong Kong, I'm, you know, obviously it's a, it's a shared love that the three of us could probably talk about all day, but yeah, I would love to maybe just hear a couple of things that you're particularly missing about the city, given that you were there so frequently yeah. and haven't been for a while. I, I, d- I really don't think that there's any other place in the world that's like Hong Kong. You know, I, don't, I think that the way it evolved, you know, historically <clears throat> was, you know, that there's just nothing like it. I, I, not that I've been to Taiwan. I haven't been to Taiwan. So, I mean, look, I, you get the same energy, I suppose, in Japan, maybe. Um, but Hong Kong had an otherness to it. You know, it had that really strong sort of architectural element that started so long ago. So those these incredible buildings by, you know, total genius architects. You know, there's a Harry Seidler one there. Um, That's, I think, my favourite building in the world. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's and, interesting. And, you yeah. know, the beautiful Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank. I mean, mm. it it's still insanely beautiful and before its time, you know. I think, um, what's the um, IMP one I really love? Oh, the Bank, the bank of China? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the Bank Incredible. of China building. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And, you know, so there's all of that. And then to see the layers of, um, you know, the sort of the the land reclamation then you can walk up the hill and then there are still little micro um, temples so with incense burning and apparently Hong Kong's probably one of the only places left in Asia where they still celebrate with their little micro um, temples maybe Bali I think but mm. tourists usually run them over but <laughs> you know <laughs> it's really sad little flowers but um you know, and then there's the old, there, there are the old temples, so it's got this incredible mix of old Asia and new wave, mm. if you know what I mean, like experimentation. Just those buildings, really, seriously, you, there's nowhere else in the world that you could see one architect after another architect after another with 
exquisite buildings that have never dated. You know, they're just, they're, it's wild. What about the Jardine building? Mm. Yeah. That was, that's in, that's gorgeous, the one with the round. So understated. So think, yeah. amazing. I think it gets overlooked so frequently. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then you go up to the China Club, you know, that mm. mad David, David Tang. Tang. Yeah. Building, and that is just, you know, it's a little bit ramshackle, but always beautiful, you know. And yeah. so this, those sort of, you know, things that you would never get here in Australia. Mm. And I don't know, maybe New York, you know, you, you'd have that sort of longevity of things happening in New York, I would say. Mm. Um, but, you know, I mean, there are probably many places that are amazing. But for me personally, I think Hong Kong is just an extraordinary, extraordinary place. Mm. I think one of the things that's amazing about Hong Kong is that we all know it as a super dense, you know, frantic and energetic city, but it's also incredibly natural. Yeah. So, you know, we all, you know, hang around in the densely urban parts and then you walk up to the top of the peak and you realise that, I don't know what it means, 70% of it is, nat it is national park. Yeah, with, exactly. a big, with a big water down, you know. And then you kind of walk down Hollywood Road and then you see <clears throat> those beautiful fig trees Mm. Um, and then the roots kind of come down the big stone walls and you feel like, you know, if everyone was to take a six-month holiday and if, if, let's say everyone left Hong Kong, in six months, I think, it, you know, it feels like the, all the plants would grow between the cracks <laughs> and all the moss would take over and there'd be... I would know. love to see that, actually. Yeah, and then there's all those beautiful eagles that fly around in yeah, there. Yeah, lovely eagles. Yeah, yeah mm. so... And nest on top of the building. Oh, it's very cute. me homesick for Hong Kong now. <laughs> yeah, but there's nowhere else like it. It, no. it is... The, right. And Kerry's right, it's got a unique history and it's developed, you know, it, you know, out of a, you know, sort of fairly um, commercial, you know, hyper-commercial history. Hmm. But it's just got a great culture. Mm. Yeah, great culture. And an energy, like you said before. Yeah, and yeah. energy. That's what really stands out about it. Yeah. 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 So coming back closer to home, and again, talking about sort of lockdown last year, what was yeah. the best part about being stuck in Melbourne and obviously continuing to not be able to travel? What, are the, what, what stands out to you as the most enjoyable part of all of that? Okay, so some of the good things. Okay, it did make us plan for Sydney. Right. So yes, that's, that's true. Yep. Because mm -hmm. we like to take, you know, like a, a problem and turn it into something else. So that was good. I was comple completely fumed. So I was trying to find other things to take me away from my fumingness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, catching up with friends in a natural situation like the big parks and having, I don't know, a rosé in a coffee cup. It's always <laughs> <laughs> saying hello to the nice policeman as you walk past. <laughs> oh yes, it's just coffee yeah. from over there. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we? I can't even remember. Oh, walking Do you know, was, I actually, can't, walking was good. Yeah. yeah. Our fitness levels shot up. Yeah. Melbourne's okay. yeah. a good walking. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of walking, and um, yeah, that was a bit more exercise. And did you manage to find alternative sources for inspiration, given that travel was out of the question, going to art galleries in real life was out of the question? What were you doing to keeping yourself creatively fed during that time? Magazines. That's nice to hear. Yeah. 
you know, magazines. Oh, I know something. What? Okay, this is going to sound terrible. But... (laughs) As he looks sideways. (laughs) It was actually kind of nice to... And I know I just said, this is me going back on myself. I know I did say (laughs) how great it is that everyone's together. Mm. Which it is. But it's also, it was kind of nice to have a bit of time where not everyone was together. Mm. And I just had a bit more time to sketch. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, so... Definitely some positives. So that was... Yeah, so... And I do still keep, keep sketching going because I me don't draw on the computer, so I love sketching. Okay, me too. And it was kind of nice to almost be able to set... Be aware of what everyone else in the team was doing. So, like, like a lot of people, had a 10 o'clock Zoom meeting every morning, set everyone on the way. And then actually then be able to sit down and set tasks for myself where without being interrupted. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, interrupted's not the right word, but being distracted. Yeah, no, I've just so it was really good just to be able to sit down and do one thing at a time mm. rather than try to do ten things at a time. So focus. Focus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, I definitely found that as well. Yeah. That's yeah. good to hear. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And you're, you're based in Melbourne, so... Well, I only r- arrived back in the middle of December, so I spent most of 2020, obviously, grounded yeah. in Hong Kong, um, living awesome. and working in the same space. And I, I think there might have been a bit too much time in the one space yeah. for yeah, me, sure. so that's why yeah. I was curious to hear your experience. Well, maybe because uh, it would be interesting to hear, just having spoken about Hong Kong and then lockdown in Melbourne, mm. what was lockdown like in Hong Kong? The spaces are also small. They are, typically. Well, we never actually really had a proper lockdown in Hong Kong. Oh, so okay. we yeah. had quite heavy restrictions. Um, yeah. But, and that sort of went through waves. So I think Melbourne... You know, I don't know what was easier or what was harder. You guys yeah. sort of had this really hard snap, full on, yep. and you know, ripped the bandaid off, so mm. to speak. Yeah. And and look where Melbourne is now. Whereas yeah. Hong Kong has sort of been through these waves throughout the year, and that's continuing. There's another one happening now. Oh, so yeah. In some it's ways, sad, we it? had relief through the year, which made it easier. But it, there was also this sense of un- unknown, which mm. I imagine everybody has mm. experienced. But. Um, you know, it was a bit of one step forward, two steps back kind yeah. of thing throughout yeah. the year. So, yeah, yeah, very different, I think, in some ways. Um, but I wanted to ask you again, going back to, I guess I don't want to talk about COVID specifically because I'm yeah. sure we're all tired of talking tired about it. it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm interested to hear whether perhaps your clients, um, you know, whether priorities have changed, particularly in residential projects. Yes. Whether you're finding that their priorities have changed in how they want to live how they want to design their homes. Is that something that you've noticed or is it too soon, do you think? Well, I think what we have noticed is that um, work did tail off towards the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, thankfully, by the time we got to February, which was only a month ago, Mm. um, you know, the phone's been ringing and we've got some really beautiful projects signed up Amazing. which is great um, but in terms of the so it's a bit early to t- I think it's just a bit early to tell but I'm just really you know relieved that mm. there is a there, there was obviously some sort of pent-up demand for things last year mm-hmm. um, and we're getting a lot of <coughs> inquiry for you know beautiful homes so yeah. we expect that's our specialty is beautiful yeah. is homes so um, but yeah but it'll be interesting to see 
that yeah, I think it's mm. this. There is a focus on on the home again now. So, mm. and that represents security, I think, for a lot of people. So you know how, how spatially how it feels. Yeah, I guess people are thinking if I was to go into lockdown, how would this feel? So people are wanting to feel incredibly comfortable and incredibly calm and have a space that's easy to socialise in. Mm. Yeah. 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 Home being the operative word, I think. We like making home, so... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, my final question is, what's next? Is there anything on the drawing board that you're allowed to talk about that we can mm. look forward to yes. coming from the studio? Okay, so we are... Um, and it goes back to um, earlier touching on Milan. Mm -hmm. So... So talking about things at different scales, so we're doing some beautiful homes, which is great, uh, but we've also been working with an Italian um, manufacturing company on a product which was about to be launched last year at the Milan Furniture Fair, mm -hmm. which we hope will launch, not this year, but next year. So we're interested in product design, mm. so that's good. And as an extension to that, again, thinking about um, sort of not being constrained by geography we're in early days in a d discussion with um, partnering, partnering with an architectural practice in Milan to try and do some work over there and of course they're interested in doing some, in doing some work over here so it's very exciting yeah. yeah so yeah and then you know and Sydney will be interesting Sydney's great yeah I love it up there too that's got that energy that I like yeah, yeah. it is quite incredible how different Melbourne and Sydney are actually mm. Yeah. Both beautiful, but in their own ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a difference. And unfortunately, um, I think that difference grew last year with the Melbourne locking being in such a hard mm. lockdown and mm. Sydney being perhaps more like Hong Kong where it was a bit more open. But mm -hmm. So I think it might take Mel Melbourne a little bit longer to catch up again with that. That, that dip. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Interesting. So that we've heard a lot of people say that. Really? Yep, a lot. Some are, are of our you talking clients about sort of financial recovery or I think cultural. Yeah. Really? And cultural okay. e energy. And also um, social. I mean, there's right. social because I think there was a lot of little threads got broken last year in connect connection between Connectivity, people. Connectivity. Yeah. Mm. And of course, the hospitality industry do it really tough. Mm. So um, I just think everyone. We all need to, not need to, but I think there are connections that need to be kind of reconnected. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of empty shops out there. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. But Melbourne will bounce back. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't well, mean, I didn't mean to finish on a, on a down no, note. No, not at all. I think it's something to look forward to. And obviously yeah. we're, we're on the, well, the opening day, actually, of Melbourne Design Week. Yes, that's right. This. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? We have lots to look forward to. Yeah. And lots of really amazing events coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's good all the festivals are on again. So Indeed. we're enjoying the French Film Festival is on at the moment. So that's good. There was the Wong Kar Wai Festival. So, yeah. At me. Well, Everyone's if I need film inspiration, I know who to ask. Yeah. <laughs> you oh. can give me some tips. <laughs> French do great comedy. <laughs> they do. They do indeed. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both very much. It's been an absolute pleasure sitting down and chatting. Oh, and I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that we're very much looking forward to seeing the next beautiful home that yeah. comes out of KPDO. Yeah. So Thanks, thank Susie. You. Thank you very much. It's yeah. been yeah, really Susie. enjoyable conversation. And so good. 
It's so good to see you again. Oh my God. It's good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.